0: wanted to know the truth about anything? Have you ever been confused about where you are, where you're going, or just want to know how to make the perfect cabbage or potato salad? Sign up for Pitchfork, where information meets understanding. Pitchfork, brought to you with love from the priesthood of Salitra. This is
1: Alicia August, and you're listening to Seeds. days after the trial, I was pretty happy with my work. I'd collated the main pieces of information from Yandere's trial and I was just about ready to publish it to the Pitchfork. Then I got a knock on my front door. Pretty strange considering I've always been a bit of a recluse. Visitors don't tend to come my way. Too scared they'll end up in one of my stories, I guess. They're always happy to subject, never so happy to be the subjects. Not that I'm bitter or anything. I cranked open the corrugated iron I called the door to see Bryony Dixon. Her hair plastered to her face, usually so pretty. Now a mixture of red spots from wiping away her tears and the drips of acid rain which had marked her face. I invited her in. She hesitated at first, looked around, paranoid, as if some malicious force might be watching us. Of course, that would be impossible. My home sits in the middle of a four-acre clearing in the wood and there's no one else for at least half a mile. When I finally convinced her to come inside, I grabbed her a towel, sat her down in a chair next to the fire, which snapped at her as she spoke, almost as if admonishing her for sending a man to his death. Do, do you mind if I record this?
2: No, no you can't, they'll kill me. If what you're saying is true, we'll need proof.
1: Briny hesitated again, snapping her gaze around the flitting shadows cast by the crackling flames of my fire. She took a snifter of Namani extra strength.
2: Are you saying Ian Dara didn't kill the high priest? No. I mean I mean yes, but I th- I think he did, but still I lied. About what? Oh, a few days later, after the high priest died, the deputy high priest came to see me. He said he knew Ian came to my house before the murder, and he wanted to know what I knew. And you lied? Well not at first. I, I- I told the truth, I'm not a liar. Not really. That night, Ian Derry did come to my house and he was covered in sweat. And he was, he was furious. He said the man was back and that he was going to murder them. Ah! Oh shit! What the fuck was that?! I
1: probably should have warned her, but to be honest, I just try to forget they exist. Now and then, in my house, I see a couple of rats. Huge things the size of my arm, literally. The weird thing is, it seems to be a different couple of rats every time. You can tell because they've got unique fur and mangled faces. (laughs) There's this one in particular that I've seen recently. It's white with a long brown stripe going from its inverted nose going all the way down to the tip of its tail. Hey, it might be cute if it wasn't a giant rat. I guess that's what would have happened to us too. If Frinka hadn't figured out how to deradiate the water. They only appear every now and then, so it's never been much of an issue. That's what I tell myself, anyway. But I'm pretty sure deep down, I'm just scared to find out where they're coming from. After all, it's kind of my own fault for turning my clearing into a wildlife resort. If anyone knew how many pests lived on my property, probably burn it to the ground on the off chance that Alicia August might start the next cholera outbreak. Once, when I was feeling particularly brave, drunk, I tried to find out where their nest was. I followed the smell of piss, but then I mean everywhere smells like piss, so I guess I went where the piss was strongest. Anyway, the smell finally lured me to my toilet room, I'd always assumed the smell was just the kind you'd expect from a toilet, especially one with an overflowing cess tank, but when I got down to sniff the floor, it was pretty overpowering. I thought about ripping up the floorboard, but then I chickened out. What if there are hundreds of them down there? There are some truths I'd rather not know, especially when it involves disease-ridden mutant rats living in my house. Was that a rat? No, it's just like a... It's like a squirrel or something. Oh, okay. After a couple more drinks, Briony finally calmed down. She asked if she could use my bathroom. She'd had a few drinks at this point, and we both had. Most people won't allow guests to use their toilets, but I'm not like that. If I'm going to get sick, then screw it. I'll get sick. The heavy rains had put out most of my fire. While Briony was occupied, I tried to start a new one, but my flamer was dead. When Briny flushed the toilet, my cess tank overflowed again. I know they stopped cleaning our tanks because of the outbreaks, but come on, this is surely worse. She handed me a huge metal flamer. I used it to light the fire and then tried to hand it back to her. It's yours anyway. No, it's not. Yeah,
2: you lent it to me ages ago. (laughs) I've never seen it. Just keep it
1: then. Anyway. When she sat down, she told me what happened the night of the murder. Start to finish. Yandero came to her house at about nine in the evening, trying to convince Bryony to believe in his original crazy story. The one about the space clone who kidnapped his wife. Now he thought the space clone was back and intended
2: to murder the high priest. I did ask him why, but he he just wasn't making any sense. He just kept saying messages from God. Like, (laughs) messages from God? I asked him where God was, why God chose him. He got up really, really close to my face. He said, it's a secret. And I just, he was, was just so close and I, I, I just humoured him.
1: When Yandera realised he could never convince her, he left at about 10 o'clock, maybe a little while after. But at the trial you
2: said he left at 9.30. Yes. Why? Well, the deputy high priest said he knew Yandera had come to see me and that I could help in the investigation, to put him away. I told him what I knew, but he said that wouldn't work. Why? He said the murder happened at around 10.15. Mrs. Namani saw him at 10. If he and Deru did murder the High Priest, then he must have left here earlier. He asked me if I could be confused about the time. Are you no. confused? No. Right after he left, I knelt down for my recitations. Did the Deputy High Priest ask you to lie? He asked me to tell the right truth.
0: Time for a public service announcement from the priests of the Aphist Order. It's easy to get bogged down when life gets tough, when people treat you poorly, when you've got barely enough food to go round. Sometimes, even performing your recitations or slurping down a cool, refreshing namini won't lift your mood. We at the Aphist Order understand that, in these times, it's easy to go astray and start believing in a higher power praying to imaginary friends and wishing for life to get better. If you know of anyone suffering from metaphysical ideations, you can report them directly to the Aphist Order without fear of retribution against you, your other friends or your partner. You can be certain they will be dealt with fairly in a manner proportionate to the infectious danger of their disease. This has been a public service announcement from the priests of the Aphist Order. Thank you.
2: He said that he already knew that he and Derry killed the high priest. They didn't—they didn't know the particulars of it, but they needed incontrovertible proof that he'd done it. He said they had plenty of other witnesses who could corroborate his whereabouts, but that my testimony would be the nail in his coffin because you two had a relationship.
1: Briney didn't answer that directly, but we both knew the answer. I didn't want to dig up all ground. I already knew the story between Yandero and Briney. I'd help her deal with her guilt after Angela, Yandero's wife, had passed away. Understandably, Briney blamed herself. Although I did, and still do, blame Yandero. Yandero was Briney's doctor, and delivered her first two children... Over time they got to know each other, and then, when Briney's husband died of cholera, Dr. McConnell comforted her. A little too much. Briny and Yanderu's affair lasted for the rest of the following year. When Angela found out, Yandero stopped seeing Briney on a personal level, but being the only fully qualified doctor in Salitra at the time, he continued to treat her. Despite telling Angela that the affair was over, Briney didn't think Angela would believe her and she was right. Angela petitioned the High Council to prosecute Briony for seducing her husband, an otherwise happily married man. For some reason, the High Priests refused to prosecute. The grounds of that decision were never released. According to the Book of High Law, adulterating seduction carries a minimum prison sentence and reintegration of three years.
2: Do you think that's why Angela killed herself? How could I know? It's my fault. My name Yandy is. She thought Keely was his. I couldn't blame her for that. Of course she would think that. But Yandy wasn't the father. We, we stopped it all way before Keely. Do you think that might have influenced
1: Yandero's descent into madness? Maybe on some level he blamed himself
2: for Angela? I think he couldn't deal with the stress of knowing that Angela's death was his fault. Our fault. He made up a story that made somebody else the villain. Everybody bitches about him. They say that he's lying, but I I think he believes that story. I think he has to. If he didn't believe it, then, then... This is
1: weird for me. I always knew Briny as the outgoing girl who never, ever cried. She was always a shoulder for other people to cry on. I remember when we were about 11 years old, my dad got me my first ice cream, straight from the dairy farm down on Redemption Road. I licked that ice cream and then it fell. And it splattered all over the ground. Bryony gave me hers instead. Another time, years later, she helped me to get my first interview. Back before I thought being nosy could make me my living. She supported me. That's Bryony. Not this crying wreck. It makes me think what she's saying is true. But then I thought what she said on the stand was true as well. This was like trying to unpack one of those old Nolan fables. You know, those stories where you instinctively know there's more here than meets the eye. You just can't tell what, but then sometimes maybe you're just filling in the gaps with your own imagination. I circle back to something she said earlier. Everyone in Selytra had always assumed that Keely was Yanderu's son. And no one really seemed to care. Not many people liked Angela anyway. There
2: was no father virgin birth then well, i'm definitely not
1: a virgin that's for sure
2: but it wasn't yandy either
1: at this point briny's hair is dry the acid rain marks and her tears are basically gone now i see she looks older than i remember crow's feet seeping around the creases of her eyelids her neck looks tauter. not old just older it reminds me to check my mirror to see how old i've gotten In my head, we're still a couple of kids, but at 33, I guess I'm middle-aged. Stop laughing at me! I wasn't laughing, but Bryony was distraught. I didn't want to exacerbate her paranoia.
2: Sorry. So, there wasn't a father? When I told Yandy, he didn't believe me either, but he took pity on me. A young woman, ruined by some unknown man, he said that he would take responsibility for Kearley. I tried to convince him not to, but he went off on one of his rants. He told me to think about the worst case scenario and ask myself if I was happy with it. So what was the worst case scenario? I said that the high priests might not accept my version of the Conception, and then they would banish me from Selica. They might even take the child from me and then put me in prison. No, he said, the worst possible scenario is that the high priest Mate should pity me. Women would assume I had given myself to the high priest, and then now he was protecting his mistress, giving me favours for favours. He told me to say nothing, allow the baby to be born, and allow everyone to assume Keeley's conception for themselves.
1: Outside my window, an owl dives for its prey probably some little corn snake. They've been pretty much eradicated from everywhere else, but I like to give them a home. It's comforting. To see the circle of life play out outside my window. To remember what you came from. And what we overcame. So what really
2: happened that night? I wish nothing happened. I wish I'd never told anyone anything. I wish.
1: I remember my mother telling me a story about this banker named Aladdin. Who found a god. That god gave him three wishes. I think the moral was that he wasted his wishes on love when he could have saved the world or something. Plus God's not real. Stupid story. <coughs> so maybe I shouldn't have given Briney that large glass of Namani. Especially not the second. I thought it would help, but then beer doesn't always help. Especially when it always does. Briny maintained that Yanderu killed High Priest Mate, but she didn't need to let the truth out. The new high priest convinced her to lie about one half-hour segment in her life. It didn't seem to matter at the time. Not when that little white lie could help catch a killer. But then Bryony's conscience weighed down on her. The new high priest told her that Yandere would be imprisoned for life. But still, just prison. He said nothing of
2: execution. Yandy, he was a kind man. He never did anything wrong to me. I and mean, I never saw him mad at that man. I know they found him with the knife and the blood, and so I know he did it, but he must have. But still, I I know it's irrational, but I feel... wrong. Bad.
1: She's right. Right? Yandera had to have murdered Mate. Nothing else makes any sense. But then that doesn't make sense either. If... As Marianne Elizabeth Namine says, she saw Yanderu on her property at 10 o'clock, then there's no way he could have left Briny's house at 10, or even 9.45. That would mean he ran seven kilometers in 15 minutes. That is categorically impossible. Briny said she knelt for her recitation just after he left, and I'm inclined to believe her. Briny was always a pious cow. When we were kids, I don't think she ever missed an evening recitation. Whether we were exploring the woods or in the middle of a calving, she'd drop to her knees and recite the method like clockwork. But the priests had this mountain of other evidence, right? Maybe Marianne Elizabeth Namani was off, but the deputy high priest did the right thing. He ensured Yanderu's conviction. The man was found with the murder weapon and the corpse. Yanderu murdered Mate. I listened back to my recordings from the trial. What did they have to go on? The entire case was based on two facts. One, the priest was dead. Two, Yandero was found holding the knife covered in blood. Those two salient facts plus three witnesses. At least one of those witnesses lied, so actually we've got two witnesses. So, provided that Briony isn't lying now which she might be, out of guilt for causing the deaths of three people, then Marianne Elizabeth Namini's testimony can be discounted as false too. And what about the third witness, Samuel Frinka? He testified that Yanderu broke into the house clutching a knife, but he never specified a time. I checked the recordings of his testimony at trial. Despite the priests threading a narrative in which Yanderu left Bryony's house, then past Marianne Elizabeth Namine’s house, and was then spotted breaking into the high priest's house, Frinka, the water distiller, never actually stated a time. No one asked. Look, I get why they were so quick to convict Yanderu. It seems pretty obvious to me and to everyone else that Yanderu killed the high priest. I don't even doubt that now. Plus the fact that since the founding of Salitra 15 years ago, we had never had a murder. In fact, we'd never had any kind of violent crime, at all. If we can infer anything from the ruins in which we now live, violence spreads. Better to stamp it out wherever you see it, lest it infect the rest of us. But why the lies? Why would the Deputy High Priest coerce Briny to lie about such a small detail? Briony's visit left me with more questions than answers. Before she came, I had the whole thing pretty much wrapped up. But now, the whole narrative had fallen apart. I figured, if Briony's story had been so inconsistent, what would the other two witnesses say? Had they been coerced too? And if they were coerced, were they coerced by the deputy high priest? Or were they coerced by someone else within the order? Which would of course make this a conspiracy. Of course, conspiracies are stupid. I'm not a purveyor of that kind of idiocy. But if Yandere was being framed in some sort of cabalic conspiracy, then that cabal would have to comprise no less than seven people, probably more, including Blabbermouth Murphy, who just can't help but talk about his hard work on the trial and his local nominee, and every other nominee that'll accept bad credit. Not impossible, but so improbable it's not even worth considering. So that left me with the biggest question of all. Why would the deputy high priest coerce all these people into lying, into putting a potentially, but probably not, innocent man to death? Then I remembered my Methodism, the only decent remnants from the tombs of the old world. To most people of the ancient, destroyed world, speculations and conclusions might be a valid method of discovery, but that's why they're gone and we're still here. No. If I wanted to figure out the truth, I'd have to speak to Marianne Elizabeth Namini and Samuel Frinka. I would also need to speak to the new high priest, the centre of all this confusion. That night, after Briny left, I lay in bed, in that teetering moment between dreaming and wakefulness. I felt like I was falling and I jolted upright. I hate that feeling. Anyway, something occurred to me. If the Deputy High Priest really had coerced all of those people, he probably wouldn't take too kindly to my snooping around. If I was going to confront him, I would need evidence of his lies. And I didn't intend to just use flaky witness testimony. I wanted solid proof. If the new high priest had concocted this, then our entire society was at risk of becoming just the same as the old, dead society. Dead. I fell back, listened to the circle of life had created outside my own window. unaware of just how arrogant I was in my own understanding of the truth. Bye. Uh-huh.